It is Thursday, November 12th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, moving more hot air than Ada, J.P. Shadrick. Hey, welcome in. Jaguars happy hour on this Thursday ahead of the Jags and the Packers coming up Sunday at Lambeau Field. J.P. Shadrick from the home studio. Jeff Lagerman from his home studio. Tony Baselli coming up as well. Here's what's on the program today. Jags-Packers preview in Week 10. The Jags at 1-7. and seven. They dropped seven straight games. The Packers are well-rested. They played on Thursday night last week. They are 6-2. and two. And playing at home, well, the, the crowd it will not be there. No fans allowed at Lambeau. Luton versus Rodgers. Big difference in experience between these two, obviously. And a huge defensive task for the Jaguars group this week against uh, Rodgers and those weapons on the offensive side for Green Bay. We'll hear from the head coach in an hour from now on the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars radio network also. We welcome in Jeff Lagerman. Tony Baselli is somewhere nearby, we're told as well. We'll get to him. Tony, uh, welcome in. What's up? Logs, welcome in. Tony, you're in Nashville, right, Tony? I'm in Nashville, Tennessee, getting ready to head to the stadium here in about 30 minutes or so, 45 minutes, and uh, do the Thursday night game tonight. Titans, Colts. Are you going... Are you going to wear your Jaguar shirt you're wearing now to the stadium? That would be. Bold. I'm going to wear this. I'm going to wear this under to, uh, a pullover just so if a fight breaks out, I can rip this my pullover off and dive in the melee. <laughs> I like that. Cap- of course, Cap- logs. What's up with you? Yeah, well, he's wearing that shirt because he got it for free, just like I'm wearing this shirt because I got it for free. <laughs> well, Same here. All three of us. All three of us. That's how it works. Uh, let's get into the matchup this week. Let's get JP. JP. Yes. JP. Yes. Just let me interrupt real quick here. Is it professional for Baselli to be announcing an AFC South game? Okay, for Westwood One, wearing a Jaguar shirt underneath of his pullover is that professional yes, yes i'd you, say when you're so. one in, when you're it, one and seven yes it's very professional yeah when you're one and seven and dislike both teams equally i think it's pretty yeah. fair yeah i don't think any That's i don't think anyone works. listening that are t- titans or colts fans are worried about uh my allegiance to the jaguars with us not threatening the playoff picture at this point right. we can get hot and the, the oh, check right. we, we could start this week we could. Back half of the season, second half, get hot on the road. Nobody expects you to go play well. And you got a, a rookie quarterback making a second career start in Jake Luton, of course. Uh, last week put together uh, some good things, some things to work on, you know, first time out. Well, this week it's against the Green Bay Packers. Last week, 304 yards through the air, a touchdown on the opening drive of the game, three plays in. He had the rushing touchdown on the final drive, but the two-point try fell short. Uh, five of six on that final drive told you a little bit of something, which was nice, but it fell just a little shy last week. This week, they're going up against Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, who was drafted in 2005 when Jake Luton was nine years old. Big difference in experience, obviously, guys, this week, Logs. Uh, just a little bit, uh, yeah, but uh, it, uh, this is definitely not the matchup that you sit there and you go, well, yeah, the Jaguars got a chance. I mean, this is a matchup that you sit there and you go, this is going to be tough. 
Uh, you're talking about Aaron Rodgers, the number one rated quarterback in the National Football League, uh, arguably an M MVP candidate this year. He's already won it twice. You know, he's got an offensive putting up over 30 points a game uh, against a defense that's given up 30-plus points a game. I mean, it's his, uh, this is a tough matchup for the Jaguars to go on the road. One thing I think that's going to help them a little bit is that at least there's no fans in Lambeau, and the young quarterback doesn't have to deal with any crowd noise. So, I mean, that's, that's a positive, but this is a tough matchup. Yeah, he might not have to deal with the crowd noise, uh, Logs, but you got to deal with one of the best teams in the NFL. I mean, the reality is you said it all at the beginning when you talked about Aaron Rodgers and the year he's having and how they can score points offensively. You know, Aaron Jones has been um, banged up a little bit, but when he's healthy, he scores touchdowns, you know, almost at a greater rate than anybody else. And so they can do it on the ground. They can do it through the air. Devontae Adams, one of the best receivers in all of football. You know, the one, you know, the one thing I think maybe you can take advantage of if you're the Jaguars is the, is the Packers' rush defense. They've been a little bit leaky this year at times. Maybe you can get the run game going and shorten the ball game and, and give yourself a chance, in this, in, you know, in the fourth quarter. But outside of that, I mean, this is a complete team. Um, they're very good. And here's the other thing that when you think about Jake Luton, that was his first start. He played against one of the worst defenses in the NFL, and nobody had any tape on him since Oregon State. Trust me, Green Bay was watching that game. They've had the extra week or extra uh, few days because they played on Thursday night, and now they will understand what he can do, maybe what they want to try to force him um, to do to be uncomfortable. And so he's going to see a little bit more this week uh, from the Green Bay Packers. Well, and uh, let, me, let me add this. Uh, he's going to see a lot more just because the defense uh, – run by Green Bay, can show a lot more. Uh, the Texans are a little bit vanilla. You know, and they weren't very good against the run. So, I mean, if you, if you want to talk about a good starter defense, so in other words, you know, to get your first start against, uh, the Texans defense was probably about as good as it can get. Uh, but this week with Green Bay defense, you know, defensive coordinator Mike Pettin, uh, I know him very well. Uh, Tony, you know him very well. He started with Rex Ryan all the way back with the Baltimore Ravens, and then he moved on and become his defensive coordinator when Rex got the job as the head coach of the New York Jets. And, and Rex and Mike were known for doing some things that were uh, didn't even have any basic fundamentals. I mean, it was just totally off the wall. They would leave do zone blitzes and leave certain zones completely uncovered just to try to get pressure on the quarterback. And so they can do some very unconventional things. Now, look, in Green Bay, Mike Pettin is not quite as crazy at doing some of those exotic schemes as he was with Doug Marone in 2013 and also what he's done in his past, but he's capable of doing stuff like that. And that's uh, a little bit of a concern for me because, you know, when you have a young quarterback and all of a sudden you start seeing some of this exotic stuff and unconventional stuff, it makes it really tough on any quarterback, much less a, a rookie quarterback making a second career start. Yeah, I think what you're saying, Jeff, is you wonder, you know, veteran guys can take advantage of when at times when uh, Petten does stuff like that because he does, you know, void zones and everything else. And if you get the right protection and you recognize it, you can take advantage of it. But, you know, but can you expect that out of a guy who's making a second start? Um, you know, that's that's a lot to ask. And so you worry about, you know, Petten and that defense being able to overwhelm them. They've got two good rushers. Um, on the outside, they can get after you. They're not afraid to blitz and bring stuff out of the sec even secondary, a lot of secondary blitzes. So, I mean, listen, I like to be as positive as anybody, but this one is, uh, you know, this is one that you better run the ball. 
you know, we've said that every week about James Robinson. He's really good, and the offensive line's playing well. Logs, yeah, in my uh, opinion, this well, is a game where you almost have to just lean on him completely. Well, I mean, you, you did a little bit last week, but, uh, yeah, you got to do it again. Uh, one, one note, Preston Smith is not quite having the year that, uh, that Zedarius Smith is having on the yep. opposite side, so that's a little bit of a help. Uh, by the way, uh, watching the film, and, and, and I, I bring this up just because it's, it's not very often that I do something like this, but having watched the Jaguars film against the Texans, I have to bring this up because it was an amazing performance. Zach Cunningham, that might have been one of the best performances that I've seen by a linebacker in the NFL this year, watching film. Uh, he was dominant. He was all over the place. And for a Texans team that has one win, that has a lot of uh, uncertainty about their future, uh, Tony, I don't know about you, and JP, I don't know about you, but watching Zach Cunningham for the Texans, that guy, I'm talking Ray Lewis-esque game. And I'm not saying he plays like that every week, and Ray Lewis obviously did it for a long time. But for, for that game, he was amazing. Um, yeah, he, he's outstanding. I mean, he's, a, you know, that's why they paid him. He probably, he's not playing at that level that he did on Sunday against the Jaguars, but he, he was really good. And Logs, I love your opinion on this. You know, I don't think Miles Jack played as well as Zach Cunningham, but he was pretty dang good too. I mean, coming back after the he injury, was. I mean, he played a heck of a football game. And, and let, me, let me add this here real quick. Uh, I think one of the reasons why he played well was the performance of the defensive tackles up front. I thought Doug Costin gave the Jaguars a better performance than they were getting from Taven Bryant. And I think that allowed, allowed Miles Jack to do his job better. I mean, you think about the play in which he causes the fumble and he's, and he's ripping at that ball. Well, the reason he's free is that Doug Costin on a zone blitz is, is going up the field. And, and I actually did this play for Jags Wired and it's a zone blitz, Tony, you know, Josh Allen's dropping and uh, Doug Costin's looping for containment. And a lot of times when a tackle loops for containment, they kind of get thrown up the field a lot of times. But Doug Costin actually did a great job of going up the field to do his job and then realizing it's a run. Well, then he squeezes back. And when he squeezes back, you also had on the other side, uh, one of the other defensive linemen, Gotts, is squeezing. And so... Uh, the left tackle for the Texans, uh, Tunsil, is trying to come around and get up into the hole to block Miles Jack. Well, he can't because of the performance of Costin squeezing, Gotts is kind of squeezing, and he's like, he's trying to jump over some legs to go up to Miles Jack, and he can't get there. Well, Miles Jack is now free, and he squares up, makes a nice hit. Well, think about it. If Tunsil gets up into that hole, Miles Jack is not squared up and making a nice firm hit and then worried about ripping the ball. I mean, we always talk about, and you, you go back to Ray Lewis, you know, where we were talking about just a second ago, and how good Ray Lewis was. And Tony, you know, I mean, watching the guys that played in front of Ray Lewis were one of the reasons why Ray Lewis was Ray Lewis is because those two big guys up front, and I believe it was Adams and Siragusa, used to keep people off of 52. You couldn't get to them, Jeff. Backside of the zone, we, me and Ben Coleman would be trying to scoop uh... – Sarah Goose and get up to the backside linebacker or, you know, and sometimes uh, Ray would, uh, they ship that the Mike linebacker over and he was our responsibility. It was almost impossible to get to him because Sarah Goose, one, he'd cheat and hold you, but two, he was so big, you couldn't move him. Yeah. And I, I don't want to, I don't want people to think, okay, I'm comparing Doug Costin to Sarah Goose or, or Sam Adams or anything say. like that. I'm not. 
<laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to go there. I'm just saying is that Doug Collins. No, but you're saying he played good, uh, Jeff. I mean, you're saying he, he played, played good, good solid and that's football. positive. That's, I mean, it's yeah, nothing wrong. I mean, listen, football. the bottom line is Haven Bryant got benched for a reason. Doug Conson was starting for a reason because they saw him practice. And they saw him performance in the previous games. And Doug Conson is better and was playing better. And it was proven out on Sunday. It's as simple as that. Well, it won't be this week because Costin is uh, banged yeah, up. It's so Taven Bryan coming back in this week at, on the defensive line. We'll see if he can step up his game. You know, earlier we were talking whoa, whoa, about. Wait a minute, 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 JP. I mean, I mean, who's to say that somebody else might not get an opportunity? I mean, just because Doug Costin's not oh. playing doesn't automatically mean that Taven Bryan's going to go back to being a starter. It uh, sounds like to me a... that Logs has a scoop. Tell us I more, Logs. I'm, I'm just saying is that that's a pretty big assumption to make, okay, because there are other guys on the roster. So uh, I want to see, and I'm going to be anxious to see, what they do on game day come Sunday at that three-technique position. Does Taven Bryan go back to being a starter? Um, and if he doesn't, uh, boy, that speaks uh, volumes, obviously, for for that situation. But, I mean, they don't have to go back to him. I mean, they can – play equale in there at the three technique. Uh, yeah, I mean, look at the depth chart, JP. I mean, there's some guys they can bring up off a of practice squad. Ron Reed, they can play at the True. three technique. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do. That will say a lot if they bring up a practice squad guy to start in front of Dave Bryant. You never know. Right. You never know. I mean, we'll find out someday. We'll come crazy. back. Yeah. In, in a moment and continue on the Jaguars offensive talk and a little more about James Robinson. It could be his kind of game on Sunday in Green Bay. We are off and running. It's Jaguars happy hour on a Thursday afternoon on the Jaguars digital network. fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Dreamfinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. Dreamfinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the Dreamfinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at dreamfindershomes.com. Dreamfinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice equal housing opportunity committed to the team committed to the mission at navy mutual we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families so our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions we don't work on commission we're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members because at navy mutual our highest commitment is to you visit navymutual.org navy mutual ensuring those who serve.
The wait for the holidays is over, America. It's time to make some joy. And we're here to help with the Ford Built for the Holidays sales event. We're offering the best deals of the season across the Ford lineup, so you can road trip with the whole family comfortably in a Ford Expedition. Bring home a tree that's bigger than you ever have with a built Ford Tough F-150. And find new ways to make the holidays bright this year when you visit your local Ford dealer. The joy is up to you, America, so let's get to it. Ford, built for the holidays. Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers with pay ranging from $16 to $25 an hour and more with commercial experience. Superior Fence and Rail will train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. SuperiorFenceAndRail.com Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. My thought for his first game uh, ever with limited reps, I thought he did an outstanding job, really. I mean, if you think about... Uh, how much you talk about being a quarterback and how repetition is king and for him not to get any since training camp. And even in training camp, he got few and far between for him to step in his first NFL game and stand in there and, and take some shots and make some throws. I thought it was uh, really incredible. Uh, not many guys in their first game with that limited exposure can step into a, a step into the fire like that and perform like he did. Offensive coordinator Jake Gruden discussing the first career start for Jake Luton last week in a losing effort, though. Seventh straight loss for the Jags. It's on to Green Bay this week in Week 10. And welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman and Tony Baselli. Back to the Jaguars offense. Luton leading the way there, of course. But, uh, Tony, you brought it up a moment ago. And we actually talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday afternoon with Bucky Brooks. It does feel like a James Robinson type day. You know, we, we, I think we called it turtle ball, slow and steady, kill that clock and, you know, get a long sustained drive if you can, obviously, and keep Aaron Rodgers over on the sideline and sipping Gatorade. That's probably the best way to go about this thing, Tony. Well, yeah, I mean, that, yes, in a perfect world, that'd be great. But here's the caveat to that, or at least the, what you have to have on the other side of the coin. You have to have a defense and get you some stops and get them off the field. Because you can play as slow and steady and melt the clock and try to shorten the game as much as you want. But if Aaron Rodgers is, you know, scoring touchdowns, you know, 75% of the time, 75% of the drives are out there, that game plan goes out the window real quick because now you're playing catch up. 
And so it's it's both. I mean, you want to play that style of football, which I would agree. I mean, I think that gives them their best chance. I can't imagine them getting in a shootout with Aaron Rodgers um, with a rookie quarterback and Jake Luton and making a second start and winning that style of football game. So I like um, I would I prefer that style of game, but the defense is going to do their part as well. Yeah, I'd like to see shootout. <laughs> I mean, why, I mean, why not? I mean, I mean, it's entertaining. It's the new NFL. I mean, you got a rookie quarterback. I mean, let him go to Lambeau and go toe to toe with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if he can do that, I mean, what, what would you be happier about? Seriously, would you be happier about a Jaguars team going to Lambeau and having a shootout and Jake Luton goes, I don't want to say toe to toe, but he goes and he's keeping pace with an Aaron Rodgers team uh, versus, you know, this turtle ball, JP, that you talk about, which, you know, it <laughs> reminds me of the Kansas City Chiefs back in the day, Tony, when they had Christian Okoye and Barry Word, you know, and they were just handing the ball off left and right, and that's all they did was because they had two great players, you know, on, on defense and Neil Smith and Derek Thomas. I mean, I mean, that's like the old NFL. I mean, that, that NFL no longer exists. I mean, even the Baltimore Ravens, who did it last year somewhat, can't even do much of it this year at that level. So, uh, look, here, here's the other thing. Where would this team be without James Robinson right now? I mean, would they even be competitive? competitive? I mean, he has been that good for this team. And if you don't have him, I mean, I just, I don't know where this team would be. I really don't. Because he, he has done a great job of keeping this team in the, in the games. He has been a consistent factor when the quarterback play has been uh, not great. And he has also kept a defense that hasn't been very good off the field as much as he possibly ha had, could do. So, uh, yeah, I mean, right now, I don't think there's any doubt that uh, James Robinson is a team MVP, and he may set a record this year. You know, at the end of every NFL season, there is this uh, uh, incentive system that the NFL has. So they have a pool of money that essentially is distributed to the players in the National Football League that have outplayed their contracts. And since James Robinson was an undrafted guy, he's probably a minimum salary guy, he might end up being the the most paid or the most highly bonused player after the season when it comes to those bonuses that the NFL hands out. So a couple things. One, um, listen, I'd rather watch a shootout too. You're asking me what gives them the best chance of winning. Um, if you're asking me what I'd rather call, yeah, go up and down the field. Let's put a bunch of points on the board. It'll be fun for the fans. And it'll be fun to call. I just don't know if that's the best way for this team to win a football game up in Lambeau against the Packers. Um, and I agree with you with James Robinson. I mean, he's a great player and he's going to, it was a great find. Um, give uh, the scouts and whoever scouted him and said, we need to go get him. And uh, I can't believe that 32 teams passed over him seven times, you know, throughout seven rounds. Crazy to me. Um, and he is going to, you know, you know, let's just continue to hope he stays healthy because he is the most valuable player. And, and I hope he gets a big check at the end of the year. Uh, from the from the incentive uh, pool. Yeah, Keelan Cole, uh, as of late, has uh, the first couple of years he was in the league got um, a lot of money out of that pool at the end of those years. 
Uh, so it could be the same kind of idea for James Robinson uh, this year. Offensive line last week had A.J. Can back in there, guys. How did he perform? How is that group as of late, Tony? Well, I mean, he played well. But, you know, they're a much better unit with A.J. Can in there. I mean, it's night and day. Um, and as Jeff was talking about where would this team be without James Robinson, which I agree with, I think a big part of that, I think the offensive line has been good this year. I mean, they had the one bad game. I, th- I don't think they played well against Detroit. Um, I thought that was a down performance. But the games that A.J. Can's been a, a starter, and they've had their five guys out there, I think it's been a good unit. I think it's been a strong unit. I think they've done a good job protecting, running the ball. And uh, they're going to have to have a big day again up in uh, in Green Bay. I mean, Jeff's right, Preston Smith, the, you know, the Smith brothers, they're not really related, but they have the same last names, uh, is not having the year he did last year. Um, Zadaria Smith, though, is a very good pass rusher, you know, and both of them are kind of, all over the place. They make plays. They're good in space. They can rush the passer. And uh, both tackles are going to have their hands full with those guys. Yeah, so the offensive line there, we'll see if they can continue the uh, play this week against that Packers defense. Uh, How about tonight's game, Tony? We'll uh, run you out of here with a preview of a division rivalry in the AFC South and the Titans – are in control of the division right now. They really could be with a win in tonight's game. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, two, you know, they're both good football teams. It's close. It's going to be a tough matchup for both because of, you know, kind of strength versus strength that Tennessee offense behind the running game of Derrick Henry. And they're facing, you know, the best defense in the NFL as far as yard giving up, third scoring defense. Here's an interesting stat. Um, in 37 years since the Mayf- Mayflower loaded up in Baltimore and drove that, uh, the Colts to Indianapolis, they've had one team who had a top five uh, defense. And that was the 2009 uh, Indianapolis Colts under Tony Dungy. I mean, this has, been a, <laughs> this has been a team that has not had very many good defenses, but they have one this year. And really, their issues on offense. They um, are running the ball just okay. Uh, Phillip Rivers is obviously not what, what he once was. And when he turns over the ball, they lose. And so it's going to be key that he plays smart with the football. Um, he's going against the Tennessee Titans defense that played much better last week against an inept Bears team, but they're not a great unit. And so you have strength against strength. It'll be interesting to see who wins that matchup between the Titans offense and the Colts defense. Yeah, the, the Colts took a took pretty big hit when they lost their start running back, and Phillip Rivers is just not able to handle the load. Uh, and you look at the first couple games of the season and, and against the Jaguars, I mean, the reason the Jaguars were able to beat the Colts was because of the ineptitude of Phillip Rivers. And uh, uh, I know, Tony, you, you had a pretty high opinion of Jacoby Brissett. If, if I'm Frank Reich, I'm, I'm thinking about possibly going back to a Jacoby Brissett because uh, right now Phillip Rivers is not helping this Colts yeah. football team. Yeah, you know, Jeff, they almost – I'm not saying they're, they have to win in spite of Phillip Rivers. That's not accurate. In the games that they've won, he's played good football. But they lose because of him. He has uh, two interceptions in two different games, the Jaguars and the Browns. They lost both those. He had an interception against the Ravens and did not play well. It was wildly inaccurate in that game. Um, and the defense was outstanding. Defense only gave up like 111 yards, I think it is, against the Ravens' rushing attack. I mean, they were dominant. Um, and they still lost. So they got to get better play out of the quarterback position. But he doesn't have a lot of weapons either. You know, T.Y. Hilton's not the same guy. He was out last week with the in- uh, groin. He'll be back this week. But it's not like they're loaded with weapons outside. They don't win a lot of one-on-one matchups. 
Uh, just just a, one thing here. First of all, T.Y. Hilton hasn't been a threat, an offensive threat for a number of years. And uh, if, if I'm the Colts, I'm looking at, uh, because they pay him a lot of money, I'm looking at possibly moving on there. Uh, number two, the defensive coordinator for the Indianapolis Colts, I think he's going to be, and even though it's not a, a cool or a hot thing to talk about a defensive coordinator as a potential head coaching candidate, but the job that he's been able to do in Indianapolis this year and then also in, in previous years without a lot of talent has been pretty good. Is it? Is it Eberflus? Eberflus? Yeah, like, it's Eberflus like Eberflus or Eberflus. Yeah, I, I got it written. I got to yeah. look at it, but yeah, something like that. And, and Jeff, they they have been real talented. They're talented this year, though. I mean, DeForest Buckner yeah. is a beast. You know, Darius Leonard is really good. They got Xavier Rhodes. They're better on the back half. I mean, they have talent this year. And that's why they're one of the best defenses in the NFL. But it's a sound, it's a sound scheme. It's a you know, it's a cover two base scheme. They play you know mixed coverages, but basically a bunch of cover two, and stop the run with seven in the box, and just say try to beat us through the, with the passing game, which you know it's hard to do if you can stop the run with only seven in the box. Yeah, the uh, the, the the guy that. Uh... I kind of go back to and sit there and go, man, if a defensive coordinator can get the performance that he did out of, uh, and it was the defensive end that they signed from the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, the guy from Estonia or whatever that, that hadn't played a whole lot of football. Oh, yeah. What was his uh, name, Tony? Yeah, I know. The big guy, it looks like he's like a, looks like big, a big shot putter. It's, it's like 6'8". Like um, yeah, like, golly, yeah, 6'8". Yeah. Uh, 300 pounds. And so anyway, the, the Bengals were playing him as a defensive end, well, he comes over to the Colts and they move him in to, into the inside and playing defensive tackle. And, I, and I'm talking uh, Pro Bowl type level play that he that he gave the Colts for a couple years there, and uh, incredibly strong. And uh, so, I mean, it was a great job, I think, of of transitioning a guy or moving a guy to utilize what his strengths were. And uh, in fact, uh, the Jaguars faced him. He was with another team this year and then didn't last. Yep. But, uh, I, Drawing a blank on his name. But they're they're uh, Tony. To be a good game. Yeah, good game tonight for sure. Um, Tony, would you like to lock Sunday's game at Lambeau? Uh, no, I'll pass on that, JP. <laughs> okay, just asking. I'm just making sure. I'm giving you the option there, just in case. Uh, have a great yeah, call tonight, Tony. We'll catch you on Sunday. <laughs> See you, buddy. See you guys. <laughs> Tony Vaselli out of here. Proud of the Jaguars left tackle. Westwood one radio analyst has the call tonight for the Colts and the Titans. Back in a moment, Jeff Lagerman back with us as well. We'll see how the Jaguars defense can attack Aaron Rodgers. Do they blitz? Do they not? We'll find out in a moment. It's Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. 
DreamFinders Homes has a simple commitment to their home buyers. Deliver unsurpassed quality, uncompromising value, and an extraordinary level of customization you simply won't find with other home builders. With over 40 communities to choose from, you'll find a location you love and the home of your dreams. DreamFinders has townhomes, single-family homes, and custom estate homes starting from the high 100s and a wide selection of move-in ready homes. Quality, value, customization, that's the DreamFinders difference. Call 904-738-0165 or online at DreamFindersHomes.com. DreamFinders Homes, the official home builder of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Prices subject to change without notice. Equal housing opportunity. Hey Jacksonville, this is Joe Adib from Bono's. I just want to let you know that we have now reopened all of our dining rooms. We appreciate all the love that you have showed us during this crisis. For over 71 years, we have been here for you through good times and bad. Our award-winning barbecue and our unbelievable staff look forward to seeing you soon. Be safe. Jaguars fans, game day is back, and while it might look a little different this year, the good times, smooth drinks, and tailgate excitement will never change when you're cheering on the Jags with Jameson. So pull up a seat, pour a smooth Jameson, ginger, and lime, and enjoy game day with Jameson. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Product of Ireland. Copyright 2020. Imported by John Jameson Import Company. New York, New York. I'm Jacksonville Jaguars General Manager Dave Caldwell. Did you know you can ride your bike to every Jaguars home game at TIAA Bank Field and valet it for free? Stop by our bicycle check-in tent sponsored by Alert Today, Florida, near Gate 1 at TIAA Bank Field. An on-duty Zen Cog bike professional will park your bike and ensure it's secure during the game. When the game is over, return your claim ticket to pick up your bike. For cycling safety tips, visit alerttodayflorida.com. Remember, alert today, alive tomorrow, because safety doesn't happen by accident. Go Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates. Saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. The plays that work are the ones that look good, and the plays that don't, when you when you make that mistake, you look like crap. You know, because mm-hmm. he's gonna he's gonna kill you. It really is. So. I think there's a balance in everything, Hayes, you know, that you have to be able to do. Um, you know, it's always the, the big question wherever I've been, you know, of, of how do you, you know, defend, you know, this quarterback, uh, you know, that can do so much. He can throw at every angle. He can he can extend plays. He can run. He's, uh, you know, like I said, he's one of the best in the league. Coach Doug Marone discussing Aaron Rodgers, the Packers quarterback. Of course, the Jags and the Packers coming up in week 10 this Sunday at Lambeau Field. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, Tony Vaselli out of here to get ready for Thursday night football. So, all right, Logs, let's say you're Todd Wash, the defensive coordinator. Are you bringing the heat? 
are you laying back against Aaron Rodgers? Uh, it's a great question, and, uh, and, and I don't think that uh, the answer is one way or the other. I actually think that you have to be able to mix it up with Aaron Rodgers. And uh, <clears throat> if he's comfortable, he can make you pay. But at this, and when I say if he's comfortable, if you're consistently doing the same thing, he can get very comfortable, and that's not a good thing. But if you try to do a lot of things to him, intricate things, blitzes, you know, you, you're playing zone dogs, you're playing cover zero blitzes, you're playing cover one blitzes, and you're playing a lot of different things, you know, it might give you a, a better chance of getting pressure. But the problem is, is that when you do a lot, you run the risk of screwing it up. And when I say screwing it up, if you're doing a lot of things, then somebody is more than likely to miss an assignment. And if you miss an assignment against Aaron Rodgers, then it's not pretty. Uh, it's not pretty at all. Uh, the other challenging part, I think, about Aaron Rodgers, he's incredibly smart. He will utilize the hard count. And oh, yeah. uh, it, just because you're in a stadium with no fans, he still can use the hard count, just like the Jaguars quarterback can, but probably won't because he's young and he's too busy thinking about other things. But Aaron Rodgers will use the hard count. And rest assured, if he gets you on the hard count, he's throwing it deep. So, uh, and I don't know if he has something with his offense where he only uses the hard count when there's a deep route on the offensive design or what, but he uses it a lot of times when there is a deep route. And he will go to that deep ball every time if he gets you off sides. And that's just you know, sign of being one of the one of the great quarterbacks that's ever played the game. I, if if I remember correctly, JP, he has the highest all time uh, rating of any quarterback in NFL history. I mean, the guy has had a, a, an amazing career. No doubt about that. And you know, the oddity of this 2020 season. Remember earlier in the year, he was getting guys offside on the hard count on the road because there was nobody at some of the road games sure. they were at. So it's kind of an odd thing to, to see. But, yeah, he'll, he'll bring that out. There's no doubt. He has the weapons certainly to throw it to. How about Devontae Adams so far, one of the best in the league? And, yeah. and what, well, Now, how clearly. do you cover him? Do you put Henderson on him one-on-one? -on -one? Do you double him? What do you do with Devontae? Well, that's, I mean, that's a great question. I mean, uh, you know, last week you put uh, C.J. Henderson on Will Fuller. didn't work out so good. You know, so uh, for me, I would rather uh, double a Devontae Adams because I think the rest of the Packer wide receivers are a bunch of guys that are struggling, struggling to find their way. Now, will Alan Lazard come back? He obviously made a lot of big plays for them. We know him, J.P. He was in Jacksonville. Mm -hmm on the practice squad, and the Packers signed him off of the Jaguars practice squad last year. And uh, they put him in that window where he could be elevated this week, so I'm uh, not sure if he will be up or not. But, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big fan of putting one guy on a Devontae Adams when the rest of the receiving core is a little bit limited. And to be perfectly honest with you, uh, I didn't like the performance of C.J. Henderson this past game. Uh, I didn't like the the effort at the very end of that long ball to Will Fuller. And the reason why I say that is Will Fuller is incredibly fast, obviously. Yes. And But so is C.J. Henderson. And so when Will Fuller comes back underneath and catches that ball to the inside, uh, C.J. Is, is running stride for stride with him. Well, then Will Fuller starts to kind of gear it down a little bit as he's approaching the end zone. 
well, I don't understand why C.J. Henderson didn't keep going and try to, to chop the ball out or something. Uh, it was almost like once he got inside the five, he was resigned, resigned to the fact, okay, he's going to score a touchdown and I'm not gonna, I can't do anything about it. I mean, be a competitor until the whistle blows. I mean, that's what I wanted to see on that play, J.P. And, uh, and he's got to step his game up, uh, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think he's capable of more, and uh, I think he's capable of much more. The crazy thing is that we're talking about Will Fuller here on that play. The Packers mm -hmm. tried to trade for Will Fuller, and uh, the reports were all out there and, and in solid reporting and solid uh, uh, sources that the Pack almost got Will Fuller. They just were just a little bit apart on the level of compensation. And can you imagine Aaron Rodgers <laughs> with a Devontae Adams and the speed of Wolf Fuller also? I mean, wow. Wow. I mean, I'm sure I know, yeah. I know a lot of Packers fans are mad at Brian Gunquist, the, the general manager. I think I said his name right, of the Green Bay Packers because he wasn't able to pull off that trade. But uh, it would have been... Wow. I mean, it could have made the Packers offense uh, find another gear, which is amazing because they're already playing at, already. Uh, at a pretty doggone high level. Pretty good already. And they certainly have the running game as well. Aaron Jones is back there, can can carry it out of the backfield and, and all that. You know, obviously, one of the big points this week is Mercedes Lewis. And he's not a huge piece in the passing game for them. Obviously, he's big in the running what? game. Wait a minute, he caught a touchdown last week. Yes, he caught a <laughs> touchdown. But in this advanced <laughs> age, I'll say uh, that he's not going to go 80 yards on you. Let's put it that way. He is a red zone threat. He always has been. Uh, in his younger years, he could go the distance a long way. But uh, we, we knew him here as a... A blocking tight end towards the end of his time here especially and you know uh, this is one where you know he'll be ready to roll and I I would bet you uh, for entertainment purposes only that Nate Hackett has something up his sleeve if they're in the red zone for Mercedes Lewis this week. Uh, <laughs> we just saw the the touchdown of Mercedes Lewis and uh, it was a, a one-yard touchdown and uh, here's Mercedes uh, numbers on the year. He has four catches for 32 yards and two touchdowns. So he, uh, right. his uh, touchdown percentage is incredibly high. And uh, I don't think there's any question that if given the opportunity and they're in the, in the tight red zone because Mercedes is a, is a big target, he's not a great receiver though. But if, if Nathaniel Hackett has the opportunity to dial up a pass to Mercedes Lewis so that Mercedes can catch a touchdown against his old team that, that uh, I don't want to say discarded him, but uh, moved on from him. The other tight ends when Mercedes was still blocking and still playing at a pretty good level, in my opinion, uh, he's going to do it. And not for two reasons, because you remember now, Nathaniel Hackett got fired by the Jaguars and Mercedes was shown the door by the Jaguars, so I'm sure there's a, yeah. look, we can all say that this is a business and, you know, and, and you, get, you know, you've moved on and, you know, I'm not worried about, you know, where I was, but you know what, JP, if you have an opportunity to, to show somebody up 
that in your in the back of your mind they did you wrong, you're going to take advantage of it. And uh, <laughs> so I think you might be right, JP. So we'll see. And we, we'll have to see if he's available. The injury report has just come down, by the way. And he was limited yesterday with a knee issue and did not practice today. He's fine. Now, obviously, uh, he's, he's been, he'll, he'll been be in the fine. league for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, would, I would think things will will go well tomorrow and he'll be ready to roll on Sunday. That's my guess. Uh, uh, let's come back in a moment. Uh, we'll, we'll get into special teams for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Hey, JP, and, JP, real quick. Yes, real quick. I just, I just want to chime this in because uh, I, I have an incredibly great memory about Mercedes Lewis because I mean, many okay. of them. First of all, a wonderful guy. I mean, a number one, first class individual that uh, uh, it's in my, in my opinion, one of the all-time great guys that have ever played for the Jaguars. I mean, a guy that was committed to the team, committed to the organization, yes. was a true pro, worked hard. And the memory that I have of him on the field, I'll never forget this. He was the only guy that I remember when he was, uh, and I'm talking about Dwight Freeney now, when Freeney was in his prime, he was the one of the few guys in the National Football League that could could block Dwight Freeney by himself. And I'm talking as a as in pass protection now. And uh, nobody, nobody could do that against Dwight Freeney. But Mercedes right. could. And uh, and, and it was it was something else to watch Mercedes block because and I know he learned from one of the best in Kyle Brady. Kyle Brady was an outstanding blocker. But I mean, think about that, that Mercedes won the Mackey Award for the top receiving tight end in the nation coming out of UCLA. And then he comes to the NFL and sometimes it looks like he can't catch a cold because his hands are sometimes bad. But then he turns out to be one of the best blocking tight ends that has ever played in his era. And he was fun to watch and, and a true pro and and a gentleman along the way. Just wanted to mention that because I have a lot of respect for him. If he gained 40 pounds, he could have been a tackle. We'll come back in a moment. Uh, special teams, it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Headquartered right here in Jacksonville, the CSI Companies is one of the fastest growing staffing firms in the nation. As a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars, CSI knows how important it is to find the right people for your team. See why some of Jacksonville's top companies choose CSI for their staffing needs. Visit thecsicompanies.com or call 800-582-0828 today. That's 800-582-0828 for the CSI Companies. Why live with foot or ankle pain? 
If you have persistent pain, numbness, tingling, burning pain on the bottom of your foot, or swelling that doesn't improve with home treatment, it may be time to see Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. Our foot and ankle specialists have innovative new options to help you get back in the swing of things without persistent pain that slows you down. Call JOI 2000 or go to joionline.net for an appointment. The best thing about working at Fair and Farrah is all of the employees. We all work together. It's extremely enjoyable to come to work every day. There's a, um, a common cause or goal. No matter what your job is, we're all there for the client. We are dedicated to our clients 100%. We do everything it takes to maximize the value of their claims. Fair and Farrah is really the Farrah family. When they choose us, they choose a family to fight for them and to protect them and to make sure that they're in a good place and that they have somebody on their side. Farrah and Farrah, here for you, here for good. Jacksonville. At ViStar, we believe in better, better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, staying now, popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Nate has my playbook. I know he did when he was here. I'm sure he took it with him. And uh, I have Nate's playbook, you know, but obviously uh, their head coach is calling it. So, um, you know, I think we all know, we all study each other, you know, in season, out of season and that kind of stuff, but you don't know when something's coming. So I think a little bit of that is overrated. Um, But at the same time, you know, obviously he understands the concepts of what we're doing. So we got to be, you know, creative and smart and not show our stuff pre-snap so they can get a beat on it. Todd Wash, defensive coordinator for the Jaguars, discussing Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick with Jeff Lagerman. We're about 10 minutes away from the Doug Marone Show on the Jaguars Radio Network. We'll hear from the head coach live from TIAA Bank Field. All right, so special teams, the Jaguars have signed another kicker, Chase McLaughlin. He's not officially on the roster until he clears the testing, uh, but I think the first day he can kick is Saturday. So uh, here we go again. Josh Lambeau's on injured reserve for the second time this year. That means he's done for the year. McLaughlin has not missed an extra point in his time in the NFL. He's 26-26, 18-23 with field goals all during the 2019 season. 11 career games, Colts, Chargers, and 49ers. He's bounced around as an extra kicker, and he was on the Vikings practice squad. If he's cleared and ready to go, uh, I'm almost losing count. I might have to take off my shoes and count my toes by the end of the year how many kickers we've got. 
Yeah, pr pretty uh, pretty amazing uh, if you think about it. And I mean, we, me and you were trying to figure this out earlier exactly how the the process went at Kicker, and this is the best we have been able to come up with. It went <clears throat> Lambo, then Brandon Wright, then Rosas, then Hauschka, and then uh, John Brown, and then yep. back to Lambo for two games. Uh, one thing to remember too that uh, Chase McLaughlin signed and he has to go through i guess uh some of the covid protocols not exactly sure why he has to be delayed for like five days because he had been in the covid protocols and testing program with the minnesota vikings so don't fully understand that but i guess just the travel from going from minnesota to here requires him to to test for however long and be virus free whatever uh, but in the event that uh, he's not cleared or something happens, then you can always elevate, well, I'll be John Brown, up from the practice squad. True. And, uh, and then True. he could kick in Green Bay. So, you know, so it could be, uh, yeah, so, I mean, it could be kicker number six, or it actually could be returning to one of the five kickers that you've already used. <laughs> Or, you Ooh. know, in a real emergency, Logan Cook could go out there. He has had a few reps, from what I understand, over uh, this time that has happened. Last time he kicked in a game, I yeah, think it was high Yeah, but who's going to hold for him? I mean, it would be Tyler Davis, the way thing. I understand it. The backup tight end, Tyler Davis, the rookie from okay. Georgia Tech, I believe, well, would be the holder in look, that Look, I mean, Tyler Davis has got to be active. But two weeks ago, he wasn't even active. This past game, he was That's active. Right. I mean, so, you know. It changes I, I all that, I mean, too. Yeah, I mean, so do you put uh, Glennon, your only other backup quarterback that you have dressed that day, in that situation where, you know, your punter could kick the hand of your backup quarterback? Uh, I'm not really a big fan of that. So maybe they should let Cam Robinson be the holder. That'd be cool. Just to do something different, yeah. right? I mean, why not? Hey, you wanted to try some, try some crazy stuff. Well, here you go. That would be some That's crazy, crazy stuff. That's for sure. It, it is. Uh, staying on special teams, Chris Claybrooks uh, had a pretty good return game last week. Yeah, he uh, he did a good job, especially there when you, you had the potential game try, uh, tying drive. He had a 39-yard kick return, which was a, a, certainly a big play. And uh, uh, very nicely done. And uh, uh, there was two instances where he was the gunner. And uh, and I think I got that right. Was was it the thirty nine yarder on the potential game tying drive, JP, that Clay Brooks had that mm -hmm. return? Yes. Uh, I got my. I got. Let me reach around here and grab my little cheat sheet here. Here we go. It's so far ago. I'll get back. Lost it out of my memory bank. But it was a big return in a big moment. I know that. Yeah, he had a big return, and and I don't. I'll find it here in a minute. But was, the other thing that it he was did not on the good, final drive. It was not on the final. Drive. It wasn't. I didn't think it was. But it but it set up a, a potential scoring drive. The other thing that he did, as the gunner, he had two downed inside the ten. I think one was at the two, and another one was at the six. Uh, the one thing that he did that I didn't like was that uh, as a returner on that one punt return, he retreated like ten yards after making the catch. And then he ended up getting tackled for a minus two-yard return. And that's one of those things where I'm sure that special teams coordinator Joe DiCamillis was going, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it probably wasn't that clean, but uh, he was definitely <laughs> probably not happy about retreating 10 yards. 
Right. That's uh, that's how Joe D does it sometimes, so that's okay. As long as the message gets across, uh, that's for sure. So we'll see what the special right, teams so have in store it. this I week it. I got Green it. Bay. Yes. I got it. I got to interrupt you. It was the 39-yarder the was the one before the half that led to the 59-yard ah, Josh Lambeau field goal. So there you go. There you go. Yes, let's, uh, let's get some more of those this week. Big returns. I think that's what this game calls for, Logs, is you'll need like a, you know, a couple takeaways, good defensive play, obviously, and a special teams play to flip the field would be nice, get some short fields in there. I think, I mean, we could call for that a lot of weeks, but I think this is a week where you could use some of that stuff. Yeah, the, uh, the, the one area that you just mentioned that is going to be incredibly tough you mentioned takeaways. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, Green Bay Packers, I mean, and here's the number, JP. They are number one in the National Football League as an offense with the fewest giveaways, which is three. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has 25 touchdowns, only two interceptions as a pass, excuse me, 24 touchdowns, two interceptions. That's a 12-to-1 ratio, touchdown-interception ratio. That's pretty doggone good. Uh, they also only have one fumble loss. So the three giveaways as an offense is number one in the National Football League. So if you're going to try to get takeaways, and I'm not saying that you just don't try, but, I mean, this is, that's a tough ask. I mean, it's a, it's a football team that protects the football very well. Aaron Rodgers has historically been uh, outstanding at protecting the football. In fact, I uh, had a conversation with Mark Brunel earlier this week, and I, I posed the question to him, you know, if you were a young GM or a young head coach and you had your choice of a young Brett Favre or a young Aaron Rodgers, who are you going to take? And he said, Aaron Rodgers. And the yeah. reason why, he said, because he can do so many different things, but most importantly, he protects the football. Whereas Brett Favre, even though, I mean, we're talking Hall of Famer, you know, was known at times for being a little bit careless with the football and kind of a gunslinger. At times. So, uh, yeah. you know, so, I mean, coming from another quarterback, that's a pretty strong statement. Yeah, Favre would, would force it into that window, whether the window was open or not, and he has the all-time interception number in the NFL. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you, Brudel, on that uh, choice there, if you had to pick between those two. Uh, right now. So, hey, uh, tough matchup this week for the Jags, but go up there, play your best game, right, Logs, and, and see where the chips fall at the end of the day at Lambeau, right? I mean, that's all you can do now. Go up and play and see how you can compete against one of the best. Who who had the line, the head coach? That's why you play the game. Herm Edwards? Was it you Herm Edwards? You play to win the game. You play to that's win the game. You play to win the game. And uh, the Jaguars are going to do just that. You know, I think that this is a game, JP, that uh, when you talk about doing some crazy stuff, uh, I mean, look, when you're playing a really good football team and you're in their venue, uh, you might think about doing something fancy, you know, and uh, trying to catch them off guard, you know. So, I mean, it's, uh, look, you're playing a great team. You might uh, go for, uh, it on fourth down, maybe more than you would in, in other situations, just because, you know, look, you're, when you're playing quality team and all of a sudden, uh, what do you have to lose? Uh, sometimes, you know, let it all hang out. Why not? Why not? Got to swing the bat. 
And we'll see if they can do that this week at Lambeau Field. That'll do it for Jaguars Happy Hour on this Thursday. Our thanks to Tony Baselli joining us from Nashville. He's getting ready for Thursday Night Football on Westwood One. For our entire crew, for Jeff Lagerman, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Stick around. Network coverage begins in just a few moments with the Doug Marone Show. The head coach is standing by at TIAA Bank Field. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. <laughs>